Hello, VO, episode number two. Welcome to the Hello, VO podcast. Plain and simple basics to get you started in the voiceover industry with masterclass instructor and voiceover actor, Lisa Foster. Welcome. Good to have you. We're going to dive into some of the basics today about the voiceover industry. And I get a lot of questions from people brand new to the business who tell me, you know, I have decided I want to do voiceovers and I've, I ran out and I bought a microphone <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's good, but you, you need that eventually, but, but it's not the first thing you need to become a voiceover talent. So I want to take a little bit of time today to give you an idea of what you do and you don't need to do voiceovers. The good news about this industry is that there are not a lot of pieces to the puzzle, and it shouldn't take you a long time to put these pieces together. Now, (laughs) unlike becoming a doctor, which there are a lot of pieces that you need to put together to become a doctor, let's face it, I don't even know how many pieces there are. But with voiceovers, I want you to think about this, and I don't want to oversimplify it, but I don't want to overcomplicate it for you either. So I I can distill this down for you into four basic areas that you need to become a player in this business. I will tell you this, that there is not a need for you to pay your dues. I hear people say that all the time. Oh, I know you got to pay your dues. It's who you know. I've got to have a background. I got to have a resume to get anywhere. And the lovely thing about the voiceover industry is it is a rather immediate industry in terms of getting up and running. This should not take you years to to get up and running. It, you can get your feet underneath you in a few months. And the four things that you're going to need to do that are pretty easy to accomplish and to handle. So let's talk about what those things are. I like to compare this to a tent. (laughs) I know, it's sort of dumb, but visualize a tent, if you will. And that is your voiceover career. And in order to hold that tent up, you're going to need some tent poles. And you can't hold up the tent with one tent pole or two. You could probably do three, but you really need four for a nice sturdy support. And that's how I want you to think about your voiceover career is having four tent poles holding it up. The very first thing, and this is not unique to our industry, by the way, what I'm about to tell you, this is no matter what kind of a job or career you decide to pursue, the very first tent pole is learn it, know how to do it get trained. If you don't know what you're doing, it does not matter what other tent poles you add to your support. You've got to have that first tent pole. Figure out how to do the job. I like to say that it doesn't matter if you are a bricklayer or a mud wrestler or a voiceover talent. You got to know how to do it before you can expect people to pay you to do it. So that is the very first tent pole, and that is to get coaching, get trained. We talked a little bit about this in the last episode on 
uh, whether or not you have a good voice and, and how do you get a marketable voice? What's the difference there? So getting coached and trained is really a matter of understanding how to do voiceovers. This industry is a very, it's a really fun job. It can be difficult, but it can be a lot of fun. And I'll tell you this, when you start to do voiceovers, you really get to scratch that creative itch because you're doing a different project every time. You got to have some skills underneath you in order to be able to manage that. We have a really cool job, and that is somebody writes the script, they hand it to us, and we are tasked with bringing it to life. Understanding what skill sets it takes to do that is important. Voiceovers is not reading aloud. <laughs> I, I will mention that a lot. It's worth repeating. There are people who sort of fall into this business thinking, oh, well, I've been told I have a good voice, so I guess I just have to pick this script up and read it, and I'm doing a voiceover. No, that's really not the case. There's more to it than just reading aloud. We have a cool job in that we are delivering the message in a compelling manner. We're, we're educating, we're informing, we're persuading, influencing, and or entertaining with our voice. And that is really fun to be able to do. So it's not just reading aloud. It really is performing. And, and this, I believe, is the case with any voiceover project that is put in front of us, whether or not you're doing a, a, an e-learning uh, video or you're doing a commercial or you're doing an audiobook, whatever it is, you're performing. doesn't matter what the script is. And when I say performing, I don't mean doing character voices necessarily. What I mean is your job is to get the listener to believe you, to influence them. If there's a call to action, getting them to take that call to action. So getting trained is a really important part of that. How do we do that with our voice? How do we do that with our tone? What sort of things can we do with pacing and pitch variety? How do I have good breath control so that I can get to the end of a sentence? What do I do with emotion? How do I add that in? When do I know when to add that in? How do I do a script analysis, a script breakdown? How do I figure out who I am, who the audience is? All of those things matter when it comes to doing an actual voiceover. So training, very important. Here's the good news. A, it's going to be super fun. And B, it's not going to take you forever. But I will say this, that even coaches have coaches. I am a voiceover coach and I have a voiceover coach. I don't meet with him often, but it is really great to have somebody who has what we call a good ear. That means somebody who can hear what's happening with your performance, your delivery, what mistakes are you making, where are your strengths, how can you tighten things up. That's a really important piece of, of having somebody else have their ear on your product. So get good training and practice as much as you can. The second tentpole is demos. and Having good voiceover demos, demos, by the way, is short for demonstration. People are going to want to hear a demonstration of what you can do, and that is where demos come into play. Now, your vocal development, which is coaching, that's the first tentpole, again, shouldn't take you forever. I, I, I tell people it doesn't happen overnight, but make sure that you get at least a couple of months or so of really good, solid training under your belt. And... 
Most good voiceover coaches coach online over the internet. They don't meet with you in person. It's very, it's inconvenient to do that. And working with a coach from the comfort of your own home where people aren't staring at you, I think is, is, is very beneficial to you and your development. And I would also make the, um, make the point too, that for my money, I'd want to be coached one-on-one. Try to avoid being in a classroom with 20 other people to develop your voice. It's, uh, you're going to just work at the slowest pace of the slowest person. Get one-on-one voiceover coaching. You'll get up and running much quicker. Okay, so now over to demos. The second tentpole I started to talk about is demos. This industry demands two demos, a commercial demo and a separate narration demo. You've also got audiobook demos. You can do character voice demos. If you speak another language, you could have a a foreign language demo. So there's all sorts of demos out there, but the two main categories for demos are commercials and narrations. This Tentpole is important because that is what you will use to market your voice with. Get good demos produced for you. You want to exploit your voice? That's the whole point of demos is to show off what you can do. So demos are very important. We're going to cover demos a little more in depth in another episode of Hello VO coming up, but I want to make sure you understand that that is an important tentpole to have. It's very difficult to head out into this industry not armed with good demos. Good demos do most of the work for you. So that's why that is an important tentpole to have. The third tentpole is marketing. Now, this creates some anxiety in people (laughs) because they'll say, oh gosh, I'm so terrible at marketing myself. And as I mentioned in the last episode, You're not marketing yourself. You're marketing your voice. Keep that in mind. And it doesn't do you any good to have great sounding demos and not know what to do with them, how to market them, who to put them in front of. So this is a key component to making sure that you are successful in this business. What do I do with my demos? How do I market my voice? Marketing comes in all shapes and sizes. As I said earlier, the good news is nobody really wants to talk to you. (laughs) I know that sounds funny, but they don't. When I have a potential client, they don't want to set up an interview. Yes, come in. Come into our office, Lisa Foster. We'd love to shake hands and meet you and talk to you. No, thankfully, there are no interviews. Nobody's going to sit down and interview you and ask you what your goals are in five years and what's the what's the biggest strength you bring to the job, blah, blah, blah. This is all about what you can do. This is what your voice can do. So great demos do most of the work for you. If you've got great sounding demos, that pretty much shows any potential client what they need to know. So potential clients of mine who want to hire me will always ask me for my demo if they're interested in hearing me. And then once they've heard my demo, they're like, yeah, we got to have that voice. And then I'll do an audition for them. But demos are something that you need in order to market. Now, here's the great thing, though, about marketing. You don't always need a demo to market. Like I said, marketing comes in all shapes and sizes. You've got passive marketing 
and you've got active marketing. A good example of passive marketing is having a website. Think about that. A website is where you just post your demos, your contact info. It doesn't matter what widget you're selling. You just have a website. People can at any time, day or night, whether you're asleep or not, visit your website. They can visit your website and find out about you and find out about your product. That's very passive. You're just hanging out your shingle on the internet and saying, here I am. I'm Lisa Foster. I do voiceovers. Contact me. Very passive. So you're sort of sitting there waiting for somebody to ask you to dance. Think of it like that. You've bought a ticket to the dance. You're sitting there waiting for them to ask you to dance. So that's an example of passive marketing. Active marketing, on the other hand, is you asking for the dance. And that means you are then sending your demos to people who hire voiceover talents. So understanding good strategies on how to do that is really an important part. Again, it doesn't do you any good to have demos that you just sit on and stare at and go, gosh, these are awesome. I don't know what to do with them. Make sure you've got good strategies on how to market your voice. Now, as I said earlier, demos aren't always necessary in marketing. I believe that marketing can be as simple as just telling people what you do. So consider this. I've traveled quite a bit to teach voiceover classes, and I have met a number of people on the airplane that I've told them, I've just said, you know, what I do, because that's a question that most people will ask you on the plane. Are you heading home or are you heading away from home and what do you do? When I tell people I do voiceovers, I oftentimes will have them go, wow, we're, we are in the middle of doing a corporate training video and we don't even know how to find a voiceover talent. And I say, well, here's my card. There, bam. Marketing can be as easy as having a business card in your pocket. So keep in mind that marketing your voice doesn't have to be scary. It can be rather easy, but demos are key to that. So your second tentpole of having good demos is going to help your third tentpole of how to market. And then the fourth tentpole that you'll need is being able to render broadcast quality audio. That's very important. This industry, it used to be that we would go into a studio nearby, brick and mortar studio, and you had an engineer who pressed all the buttons and did all the cool stuff. And you were the voice talent and you just stood in front of the mic stand and the or the microphone and the script stand. You had your water, your pencil, your headphones, and you did your thing. Nowadays, because we work from home, very rarely are we going into a studio. Now we're, we are tasked with having our own home studio. So you must have the ability to render broadcast quality audio in order to be able to do the job because this is how it works. Once a client likes your voice, then they're going to figure out how well you perform and then they're going to figure out can they hire you to do the audio recording portion of it. Because if the audio doesn't sound good, they're not going to hire you. So that's a terrible reason to not get hired for a voiceover job. So making sure you've got the proper equipment, you know how to set it up, you know how to record and edit, all of those things come into play for being able to have that piece of the puzzle in place. 
And it's not hard. I, the good news on home studio recording is it's very affordable. It's easy to put together. And it's pretty easy to learn the recording basics on, on how to get your voice recorded. The nice thing about it is you're just tasked with recording your voice. You are not an audio engineer and you're not expected to be an audio engineer that's mixing audio and doing post-production and EQ and roll-off and fade-in and layering and music and sound effects and all that other stuff that post-production people do. You are just responsible for getting broadcast quality audio to your client. So understand how to set up a home studio, what are the parameters, how to edit. You want your audio nice and tight and professional, high quality. And that is the fourth tentpole that you need to consider. So the four things you need to become a voiceover talent and be a player in this industry is one, coaching and training. Two, demos, professionally produced demos. Three, understanding how to market your demos. How do you get your voice out there in front of the people that can hire you? And four, how to produce broadcast quality recordings. That's it. You cannot be a voiceover talent with one of those things or two of them or three of them. And you'd be surprised how many people fall into this business not even knowing what the things are that they need. You need all of the things, all of those things you need in order to be a player in the business. So make sure that you understand them. Make sure that you get help with those things. We're going to cover quite a few of these pillars, quite a few quite a few of these tent poles as we move through this podcast. But again, Running out and buying a microphone is not the first thing you need to worry about. You do need it eventually, but don't just run out and buy any old microphone. You can be recording and practicing with just a regular, everyday USB mic that you would not use for your actual professional recordings, okay? So again, remember, the first thing you need, not a mic, the first thing you need is coaching and training. And again, it shouldn't take a long time few months, find a good coach to help you with this. And that coach should also then help drive the production of your demos. Let them help you figure out what you need to have on your demos. That's not something you should be burning any brain cells over. (laughs) Demos, demo production is an art. It is a real art. Third, they should also help you with how to market those demos. And they should also help you with how to set up your equipment. So get some guidance on this. You do not want to be spinning your wheels for a year or two years. I meet a lot of people who are in that spot. They're like, I've been trying to get this up and running for two years. I'm like, why? Well, I don't know. I just don't know what I need. Ah, here's what you need. Coaching, demos, marketing, home recording equipment. Bam, that's it. So get those handled and you will be on your way. All right, that's what I have for you this time. Thanks for listening and we'll catch up again soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of Hello VO, I'd love to talk to you. So take advantage of booking a short one-on-one consultation call with me. I'll evaluate your voice and give you some guidance on voiceovers. So head to lisafoster.com and click the Voice Evaluations tab. It's free. I'll send you a link to grab a spot on my calendar so we can talk about talking. 